Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Still to come, our preview of the national championship game between Michigan and Washington. And, of course, we will kick off our number three, talking to Jason Lockenfora as he helps us preview Super Wild Card Weekend. That's right, Super Wild Card Weekend, everybody. <laughs> yeah, Ed. Why does it need to be super? I mean, it's already wild card weekend as it is. We don't need another adjective in there. Let's just leave the super off. It's super annoying, if you ask me. You know, Joe. You know what I dislike more? You know what I dislike more? The Monday game. Uh, what? I don't need the Monday game. Like, why, why are we dragging this out? Let's just give us <laughs> our division around. I want to be set on Monday and start working towards this. But no, we got to drag it out to the game on Monday. I, I find that annoying. I... I love Super Wild Card Weekend. It's great. I like saying Super. But part of the reason I like saying Super is because it's so damn stupid. It's so childish. (laughs) It really is. I don't know why they started it. Well, because it used to be four games on Wild Card Weekend, but when they expanded the playoffs to seven seeds per conference, now there are six games instead of four. Right. So it's a friendly reminder that the playoff field has gotten larger. And so it's kind of their way of reminding us, hey, look, there are more games that you get to watch than you did previously. Doesn't that make us awesome? Huh? Self-validation? Isn't that cool for the league? That's probably how this happened. It's super yeah <laughs> i know it's so how was your weekend oh super who even says super these days <sighs> yeah <laughs> i do I it know. in mockery fashion sometimes yeah. you would yeah you say like, hey super. how are you doing super i have covid you know something like that yeah okay <laughs> right yeah mockery is the idea okay uh let's start with uh the first afc game the first game of super for a wild card weekend browns and texans cleveland two and a half point favorites the spread has moved from one and a half to two and a half with a total of 44 i really like this matchup i mean cj stroud is tons of fun the browns defense has been tons of fun the other side of the ball though may be the more underrated uh aspects of say super wild card weekend in general but cj stroud against this cleveland defense that's going to be a ton of fun People love to fade rookie coaches, rookie quarterbacks in the playoffs. Are they going to be willing to get on board with the Houston Texans, a very popular team? Uh, People are buying them this year. They're buying them for the future. They win the division. Are they going to be willing to fade um, the Texans in this spot with as a home dog? I find that very interesting. And and yes, it's another one of these matchups, guys, where, okay, we've seen them play. Throw it out the window. It's We just saw it in week 16. Doesn't matter. It was a Davis Mills-Case Keenum game. Like, what do you, what do you put towards that? Like, I, I've got nothing on that. Uh, they The two of them were 26 for 49, two touchdowns, two interceptions in that game. Highly doubt that C.J. Stroud is giving that same performance in that matchup. So uh, I've, I've got to toss that one out. It's the Browns basically had a bye week and then the Texans are coming off the, the highly emotional uh, game that they had. So I I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be, it's going to be great. And I'm sure we're going to be going back and forth about that Cleveland Browns defense, how different they are on the road. And if that, that matters come this matchup. 
Yeah, the other thing that I'm curious if it matters is just Joe Flacco and his playoff experience. So you've got a, a veteran, like mm-hmm. a super veteran. Super, super, super veteran. veteran. Not just any veteran. Oh, oh no, oh. ma'am. Wait, hold on. He is we just invented something. So now, now there are veterans and now there are super veterans. Who, right. yeah. who, who makes the power ranking list on Wednesday of... You're five super Listen, veterans. If you're over 35, then you're a, if you're closer to age 40 than you are 20, then you're a super veteran. So Tom Brady, until he retired, he was a super veteran. A super yeah. duper veteran. Yeah. Aaron okay. Rodgers, you know. Oh, no, no. Oh, right. Jimmy Kimmel says something going on. How's that, about, how's oh, that deal? No. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You know, it's 30 degrees outside here in L.A. It just got a lot hotter in this room right now. Yeah, how about that? Um, So Jason Peters was a super veteran. Just old. You just got to be old. And you're super. Yeah. But it's an interesting matchup. Quarterback versus quarterback. Young versus old. What side would you rather have for this game? You're picking a quarterback. Who do you want on your side? Do you want Flacco? Do you want Stroud? I think Flacco, I hate to say it. I don't know. This is tough. This is I, tough. I know who I want. I, in yeah. terms of systems, I trust the Brown system more than I do the Texans one, which, you know, mm-hmm. feels weird because like Houston's way more fun to watch, way more exciting. But one of the underrated players that I think we need to be talking about a lot more all week long when it comes to the Browns is Amari Cooper. He's been sensational ever since Joe Flacco took over the reins. In fact, uh, from weeks 13 through 17, Cooper leads the NFL with 4.9 receptions over expected, total of 485 yards and three scores, both high on the list. And best of all, they're not overly relying on him. They are going to other targets. Whereas with CJ Stroud, it's like, yeah, he has other weapons, but it's the Nico Collins show, right? Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. yeah, he's important, but they go to other guys a good bit more. He's not like running away with the team share or air yard share awards for that stretch of time. So I'm wondering, Joe, when it comes to who to rely on, the X factor, things like that, is Amari Cooper that guy? Well, Cooper only had 265 yards against this Texans defense. So I don't know why you would get excited about that. Only 265, a franchise record. Fair point. Uh, yeah, Fair um, point. I don't. I don't think it has to be one guy, right? Like, that's something we've seen since Flacco's taken over. It's been both Cooper and Njoku um, just dominating these games. So, yeah, that's that's the side that I'm looking to for sure. So, okay, I feel like maybe you have to make this decision today if you're on Cleveland. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you guys disagree. But this was sitting at two last night. It goes up to two and a half, and, it, and that's where it seemed to have settled in. Do you think this gets to three? And I'm obviously asking that questions if because if you plan on betting the Browns, do you need to do it now if you're worried about it getting to that three? Yeah, probably. Mm. You think it will get there? I, I don't know. I mean, the, the Texans have just been such a buzzy team, like exciting team. I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of 50-50, you know? Um, Joe Flacco and the Browns did have been cool, but I don't know where most of the money is coming in, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's pretty evenly split as we get closer to kickoff. 
the teaser aspect of it is really interesting to me because when you Mm -hmm. get to three, then you lose that. And that's probably why, like, if they're going to make that move, it's probably going to be fairly soon. They don't want to wait on that uh, just because, I mean, if that's who we want to pair with, say, like, you know, bringing the Cowboys down to minus one and a half. That might be the obvious way to go. Uh, maybe Eagles Bucks if you want to do like Bucks plus eight and a half. So I'd say you probably have three teaser options, but this one is there for the taking right now. How important is losing that teaser possibility? That I'm I'm not sure about. I'm not teasing the Texans. Right before you okay. said it, I was thinking the exact same thing. Like, yes, the numbers we're supposed to be considering a teaser in that one. It's a lower one of the lower totals of the weekend. Go through the three and the seven. Not interested. This is blowout potential uh, for mm-hmm. me, but it doesn't mean I'm I'm screaming that you got to lay it right here. But there is blowout potential, and that's where I want to avoid uh, teaser spots. Fair enough. Fair enough. How about we move on now to the Steelers and the Bills? Right now, Buffalo nine and a half point favorites. This total is plummeting, starting at forty three. Now it's at thirty seven and a half per BetMGM. Boy, people just love to go under on snow games, don't they? Yeah. So, I mean, there's going to be wind. It's going to, mm-hmm. yeah, this, this total 38 and a half, like some of the projections with wind, I mean, we're so early. It's tough to take that stuff too seriously, but that's why we're here with this total. Um, wind or not like, well, look, what have the bills been doing since they made the change at OC? They're now getting stubborn with running the football. It's kind of amazing. Um, you know, part of this Bills run, I, I'm going to look at and say, and, and look, I've been higher on the Bills. I've been saying bet on them playoffs, bet on them for the division, bet on them for conference and Super Bowl when the Super Bowl was 50 to one before the, this winning streak. So I obviously believe in their ceiling and very happy that they're sitting here as a two seed. However, during this five game winning streak, let's also point out that four of these are one score games that maybe something you want to take a look at is regression to the mean. Both overtime games they lost this year. They had a lot of close losses, like the the Jacksonville one was another close loss that they had earlier this year. A bunch of them, that happened early on, and then late, all the coin flips ended up going their way. So something you need to take a look at, and I mean, T.J. Watt, the on-off splits, man. That that team without T.J. Watt, it's not good, and that's why this thing was touching 10 last night. So is he playing or no? A torn MCL, right? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, he ain't playing. So also the thing for me is, I mean, talk about blowout potential, the quarterback mismatch. I mean, Mason Rudolph, it's gonna be him, right? Against Josh yep. Allen. I they won just, three straight with them. It's Rudolph. I know yeah. Tomlin mm-hmm. as a dog can be profitable, but I just can't find a way f- for the Steelers to keep this close. I just can't. Mm. Does does the weather nullify the conditions and the disparity to where even if Buffalo looks just absolutely darn, gosh darn dominant, nine and a half is still a lot of points for a really low total. And Najee Harris and Jalen Borden, they, they've been good. Like the rushing attack has been pretty stout for the Steelers and they've been containing the run these last few games also effectively. So I'm wondering, yeah, maybe Buffalo just dominates this game, but they only win by seven or eight. And that would be my concern in terms of backing Buffalo here. So Rasul Douglas left that game with an injury last night in the second quarter. I, he has been very impactful since coming to Buffalo at, at the trade deadline. I want to know where he is. Um, that's 
uh, certainly a concern. Yeah, I know. The rules say, like, such a low total, such a high point spread, you just bet on the dog and don't overthink it. But I Oof, see I've man. I'm so invested on Buffalo with futures that I I'm not <laughs> trying to I'm not trying to make it baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm just about winning. No, I understand it completely. All right, next up, Dolphins and Chiefs, the Peacock game. If nobody has a Peacock subscription, did the game ever get played? We will find out this philosophical debate coming up on Saturday night. But as for the game itself, uh, this line has moved from opening at three to Dolphins plus three and a half. This total is also plummeting because of potential inclement weather from 46 down to 42 and a half. So can we back the Chiefs knowing full well that they are not as strong as they've been over the last few years? Mm, going to be tough. They do have a super vet in Travis Kelsey, but is he going to turn it on? Is he going to flip the switch now that we're in the playoffs? So we saw this game in the middle of the year. I don't know how much you want to put into it. That was a a 21 to 14 game. What if I told you before the year, okay, wildcard weekend, both quarterbacks are healthy. Chiefs, Dolphins, totals 43 and a half. You would have said I'm insane. But that's where we are with this NFL. Um, Or they're playing in the middle of a hurricane. (laughs) Right. Remember how that game went. Um, the Chiefs were up 21 nothing at halftime, and they got that defensive touchdown right before getting to halftime with the Tyreek strip, and they ran it back. They go up 21 nothing, and the Dolphins actually shut them down in the second half of that game. So, oh, man. I was thinking Chiefs are nothing, but I, I don't know that I'm going to be able to get back to that point. Uh, Dolphins always point out that they don't beat good teams. Do the Chiefs qualify as one of those really, really good teams? Sometimes this year it feels like uh, they don't. Um, 11 wins for the Dolphins, guys. How many against playoff teams of their 11? Two? Aaron? Three. One. Oh, we both went over. Yeah. Double over two and three. At two and three, you went over. Uh, yeah, ten wins against non-playoff teams for Miami, Jeez. and the one was against the Cowboys, and that was a very close game. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid versus Mike McDaniel. I would think I would also give a slight edge to the Chiefs' defense. <sighs> this is a tough one, probably. Ugh. Well, Chiefs they stink against also. the run. The do- mm-hmm. if, is most are going to be healthy. Like That's they should be one. able to run on KC. Hmm. They should, but if they're playing from behind, do they abandon the run like they did yesterday against Buffalo? Like they yeah. were not committed to that in the second half. Like it was almost as if they were playing, you know, from some massive deficit. Or, or was that just me? Like it did not look pretty. And I mean, two in the second half, that was a disaster. Going up against mm-hmm. a Chiefs defense that will be comfortable playing a lot of man coverage despite going up against Tyreek Hill. I might back KC here, boys and girls. Like, I could definitely see the Chiefs kind of, you know, riding the ship in a game like this and Miami looking like a complete disaster. Wouldn't be surprised if that's what happens. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, our preview of the national championship game between Michigan and Washington right here on the BetQL Network.